0: Enterprise Management 360, your main source for tech news, analysis, podcasts, and videos for the enterprise.
1: Hello, and welcome to this EM360 Podcast. I'm Richard Steen. I'm Chief Research Analyst at IT Harvest. I write books on IT security, and I work with security technology providers on their go-to-market messaging, and I'm a trusted advisor to CISOs and their teams. IT Harvest is an industry analyst firm that covers over 2,800 vendors in the cybersecurity industry. In today's episode, I'm joined by Mariana Piera, who is Director of Email Security Products at Darktrace, and we're going to be talking about the fast and furious nature of cybersecurity and email protection. Welcome, Mariana.
0: Thank you for having me, Richard.
1: Mariana, give us a feel for your background and how you came to Darktrace and also you know, fills in on Darktrace's approach to this world of cybersecurity.
0: Certainly. So I came from a sort of non-traditional background um, when compared when compared to other people in the cybersecurity space. I guess by training, I'm a marketer and for many years was also involved in this, uh, you know, <laughs> I guess some would say part of the problem uh, in looking at how to best communicate and Make sure that all of those emails that we're sending out from different marketing departments, from different companies, et cetera, how all of that digital marketing can then get to the inbox. And um, and I was at Darktrace already working in the marketing team, and um, we had Antigena Email, which was a product that was already on the market, but only briefly. We had just released it for our existing customers. I guess it was one of those like right time, right place, and right you know sort of perfect alignment of the stars for me to move from marketing into the director of products role as Antigena was really this fantastic implementation of using artificial technology for email security. And it's a technology I understand very well and I knew how to work it. And so it's been absolutely fascinating coming on this journey, specifically alongside this particular product that is, you know, Antigena email. Um, But it's, it's the same core AI that Darktrace has been using for years. And, uh, and yeah, so that's, uh, that's a little bit about how I ended up in my current role. It's been uh, an adventure.
1: Got it. Love it. So, Mariana, as we all know, cyber attacks are coming at us uh, in a way that could only be described as fast and furious. Um, more attacks uh, per minute or per day, however you measure them. And, of course, with more sophistication and more serious consequences are we becoming better at email security or is all this leading towards doomsday
0: (laughs) we are definitely getting better at email security but the attackers are also getting better at email attack i think one of the things that has been surprising is been i'm going to say something that sounds really contradicting but on one side the sheer breadth and range of variations that we see in email attacks, but at the same time, it's the same tricks over and over again. So there's a lot of innovation that's happening around how to use this same channel that is email, but it's 94% of all cyber incidents starts in the inbox. And the way with which attackers are getting into that inbox and the way with which then they're encouraging the readers to engage with that piece of content that hides that attack is, uh, is very creative. And there's all sorts of variations of that kind of thing. And of course, you know, social engineering, uh, infrastructure, there's all sorts of different components that make up email security as a very challenging application for, well, I would say the rest of the market.
1: Absolutely. It's, um, you know, all of us have experienced phishing attacks and sometimes business compromise emails. Uh, and they're they're frightening and how personalized they can be, and then how directed and targeted they are,
0: certainly yeah
1: How can businesses come back stronger following these ramped up attacks of recent years? Um, practically everyone who suffers a ransomware attack has been through email, and they're devastating, including my book printer who you know is delaying the production of my latest book because. They're rebuilding from backups.
0: Well, um, hopefully your book is properly backed up, Richard. And i uh, sure you have a copy, if not. But companies, you know... Multiple copies. Multiple <laughs> copies. Excellent. Uh, well, you know, it, it really is a challenge. And if it isn't ransomware, it's something else. Uh, what we're seeing is actually an increase in supply chain attacks and essentially suppliers being used as then also via email as vectors of a continued attack that then just keeps perpetrating because there is a trusted relationship with that sender. And so it is very challenging to recover from a cyber incident. But I think here, you know, sort of like the toolkit of some, um, some advice to our listeners also would be to make sure that you are well set up to have the capability to intervene at the earliest moment possible to disrupt that disruption, to have a full visibility and understanding of what has been affected but then, and this is the part that I think is really strategically important, is humans alone will be outpaced. And I don't know of any security team that doesn't rely on artificial intelligence to some degree to augment that security team, either in the investigative phase or also in the response phase. So what we've been doing at Dartrace, and we see, we, I mean, we've seen for many years this idea of automated response, right? That... If an attack meets a certain number of criteria, you shut it down. But the trouble is that that attack has to meet those criteria. And so we need to move away from automated response to autonomous response so that the AI is able to make a decision as to how to respond.
1: You know, Mariana, whenever I hear supply chain and email attacks mentioned together, I think back to 2010. When RSA was attacked and it was an extended supply chain attack because RSA's health benefits or insurance benefits company um, was compromised. And then the attackers sent a weaponized uh, spreadsheet uh, attached to an email chain that was already in progress. So the the six people at RSA received it. I think two or three people opened the spreadsheet, which is a pretty good open rate. And, uh, got infected, and that just led to the breach, which was indeed part of an attack against Lockheed Martin, ultimately. So I can see how you need to augment your defenses with artificial intelligence. Uh, tell us more about how Darktrace does that, the core capabilities of your AI.
0: So our core AI has has always been used with this idea that it can understand the pattern of life and the sense of self of an organization, Right. And it's core to everything else we do is having that AI be able to continuously understand and evolve its understanding as the world changes. And I think that that's really important because it sets apart already one area of artificial intelligence that is the area that we use at the core, which is this unsupervised machine learning. So there are lots of different ways with which you can train an AI. The Dartrace approach basically is to train it directly into a customer environment when we go to install so that there are no preconceived notions. No two customers are the same. So it's not using what we've learned in one environment and replicating it in another because even two banks can have very, very different perceptions of risk and what they want to do or how they're set up. So Darktrace's self-learning artificial intelligence allows the AI to continue to evolve its understanding of the business, of the people, of the devices that make up that business. And then what we do is we expose it to different areas of the business or coverage areas, right? So it could be your corporate network, it could be uh, your cloud or SaaS environments. And of course, in the area that I work with every day, it's with regards to email. But because we have so much breadth of understanding and the potential breadth of understanding to go beyond just email, yes, we can look at that email exchange between the workers, between suppliers, between customers and partners, but we can then also work to contextualize that beyond just email. And I think that this is a really interesting offering because email itself is never just the one business, right? Like all of the emails that we exchange with a lot is with our colleagues, but as a lot is also the way that we do business with third parties between you and your publisher. And then all the other authors, uh, the way that you and I also have prepared for today's podcast, so it's also those relationships that are with the business, but to the outside world. And also those will change over time. So it's very complex and dynamic understanding, which I don't have a PhD in mathematics, um, but it's very also easy to intuit, into, into it because the AI explains it in a very human friendly way. And there's this sense of collaboration that the AI will explain to you, okay, well, these are the reasons why something was a bit weird or the reason why I did what I did. And so... I, I think it really closes that gap um, between something that is a very, very sophisticated piece of mathematics and machinery, but it's very human friendly in the way that it also works with the human defenders.
1: You mentioned autonomous response, in other words, taking action with no you know, user interface. Is there a danger of false positives and slowing down the business because you know, people are trying to resolve why they can't respond to an email or receive an email?
0: Yeah. So interestingly, when we first launched Autonomous Response, that was sort of the fear, right? What do you mean you're going to let an AI do things in my environment? And and we've gone on a bit of a journey of also understanding uh, how to overcome that fear. So the human's always in control. And also for people who try it, um, first we'll deploy in passive mode. So the AI will say, this is what I would have done had I been allowed to do it. And then once the humans are comfortable that it's doing things that it agrees with it, they switch it on to active mode. I take a slight issue, though, with with the term false positive. And this is an industry thing because I sort of feel like in accepting a false positive rate, we've accepted that, oh, well, the world is too complicated for the technology to understand and therefore we will accept that it gets it wrong. And I get the why, why that has happened and why it's needed. But Dark Trace doesn't look at things in terms of positive or negative or in absolutes an email can come from a trusted person but contain something weird, or it can come from a completely unknown news sender from a really dodgy part of the world but be absolutely benign. So, especially in email, this duality, uh, this binary approach, I don't think is very helpful for us. So, if we move away from this idea of false positives or false negatives and think, well, okay, it's an anomaly, it's strange, and then understand, okay, well, and let the AI figure out this is strange, but it's an existential threat. And here are all the ways in which I can combat the aspects of this email that is threatening, but allowing business communication to continue. So if we change the way that we are also thinking about false positive, false negatives, then it's much more collaborative with the AI because the AI will say, okay, this is weird. And this is the way that I would have responded. And then the humans can agree with that or not. And if they don't agree, they can train the AI to do better, which is exactly how we humans learn as well, right? Like somebody takes a response, somebody... Response to an action or to an emergency, and then you say, "Okay, well, great, uh, but next time I'd rather you did it this other way."
1: Yeah, uh, probably a little more efficient than trying to train your end users, you know, not to open suspicious emails.
0: Oh, certainly, because also let's agree that yeah, there are some emails that are suspicious and um, and have suspicious headlines. Of course, when I receive almost on a weekly basis, congratulations, you've won a million dollars. No, that's not suspicious at all. No, said with a lot (laughs) of it
1: happens all the time.
0: (laughs) It happens all the time. (laughs) But the trouble is that a lot of phishing attacks are not that obvious. It is very difficult to tell what is an attack and what isn't. And of course, if it if it were that simple, we could program it into, you know, into a rule and stop anything bad from ever happening. But it isn't that easy. And I think that also it might be suspicious to you, but not to me, right? So the context around email communication is so rich. Um, that it's very difficult to sort of hit it with that binary approach.
1: So I totally get all that, but it also seems like we do know that 98% of uh, phishing attacks and spam in general is identifiable pretty easily, right? There's plenty of algorithms um, that have been deployed for doing just that. Do you Does Darktrace provide that as a kind of a base level just to keep the noise down um, or does the AI learn all that from scratch every time.
0: It will learn all that from scratch every time. But I think that remembering that a lot of spam or undesirable mail, a lot of that is actually caught by mail providers nowadays. You know, like Microsoft, Google, no matter who's running your mail environment, a lot of that is now built into that offering. So I would also caution people from doubling up purchases or investments into technologies that are already in the core offering of their email solution. And of course, yes, there is a degree of uh, anti-spam, but Darktrace wasn't built with the idea of stopping spam. And especially for email, it's, it will excel at finding exactly, as you said, that 2% of the non-obvious stuff, the supply chain attacks. And even Microsoft selected Darktrace as its security partner, and we work so closely with them because in the supply chain setting, it is so very difficult to know that that email that is coming from a trusted sender with a good communication pattern already established, a variety of assets being sent back and forth between these parties, but then suddenly their account had been compromised, but you have no way of knowing that. So from a technology point of view, it's very difficult to code that in as a set of rules. And that's why that behavioral understanding of the pattern of life, you know, this it's slightly more abstract, but I think it does it justice for the range of diversity of attacks, but also all of those future unknown ways with which we have yet to see uh, be created.
1: Makes sense. Do you see any evidence that the attackers are using artificial intelligence to engage in these attacks? Cause they, you know, they have essentially infinite resources for trying a million things and they could be trying those on you and your AI is learning. And pretty soon you got a battle between two AIs.
0: Yeah. Yes, certainly. The battle of the algorithms, if you would. Uh, okay. And that—that that is absolutely the way that this is going. We have seen automated attacks, right? So things that are simply uh, almost like a mail merge, right? L- widespread attacks. We've seen targeted attacks. We know that all the pieces are there. Um, I think it was Black Hat last year that there was a, a research that presented an AI. I think it was they were using GPT-3 to create the copy, the content of the email and the, and the uh, subject lines and the emails that were created by the AI were more compelling and led users to click on it more often than emails created by humans. So again, in an attack, so higher click-through rates, higher likelihood of attack success, that's already happening. This isn't something in a far off future. This is what's happening now. So when you put together all of these pieces And sort of back to that question, right? Like, how do we build better? We have to start fighting fire with fire. And this is already being invested on on the attacker side. It must absolutely be a critical component of anyone's security infrastructure today.
1: Well said. Thanks, Mariana, for your great insights on our topic today. And thank you to everyone who listened to our conversation. If you would like more information on what we've discussed today, make sure you head on over to darktrace.com. We'll be back next week with another episode in our podcast series. Until then, make sure you subscribe to this podcast on all major platforms. Follow the conversation on our socials. We are at EM360Tech on Twitter, and you can find us on LinkedIn. And for more great daily content, head on over to EM360Tech.com.